Here at the Downer Law Firm, we have over 40 years of experience handling personal injury claims such as car accidents, truck accidents, workers' compensation, even wrongful death. So if you're injured, give us a call. We've got you covered. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the 704 High School Highlight Podcast. My name is Jeff Taylor, sports director at Bay Hackle Sports. Thanks for joining us. We have taken the podcast on the road to Providence High School. We're joined today by a very special guest, a good friend of mine, Coach Wesley Ward. Coach, how you doing, man? It, man. It's I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, getting after it, and we're getting into midseason form, and, and things are rolling. So. Cool. So let me ask you this to start off with. Let's talk a little bit, of, just a little bit about your journey. Talk to me a little bit about growing up. What sports, was it football? Did you play all kinds of sports? Did you not play at all? Uh, just talk to me a little bit about your youth and, and sports. Yep, uh, I was a three sport athlete. Uh, football was definitely number one, uh, especially growing up in the state of Georgia. Uh, and then we had about five or six guys that all played football that went straight to basketball in the winter. Uh, and then we kind of split up in the spring. There was a lot of guys that played baseball. I was a, I was a track guy, so. Uh, three-sport athlete. We were a smaller school, uh, so you had a lot of kids that did that. So, talk to me a little bit about your coaching journey, because I know in terms of, yep. I think here at Providence, it was actually strength and conditioning, correct? Yep, And correct. just talk to me a little about your, your coaching journey, what really got you to this point? So, yeah, that's that's kind of how I, I started my whole high school coaching career. Um, when I was at Jacksonville State, I was going to graduate with an education degree in, in PE. Uh, I knew I wanted to coach, but I didn't have any real aspirations of like, okay, I'm gonna coach high school, blah, 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 whatever. Right. Um, and so my first job was actually in CMS uh, at Whitewater Middle School. I think this was 2012, maybe 2011, 12, somewhere around there. Uh, and I coached the football team, coached the basketball team, then coached the baseball team in the spring. Um, and then I was there about a year and a half and, and the, the guy that coached me in high school uh, Scott Hodges was his name. He was the offensive line coach when I played. He took over the head job at Bremen High School and uh, gave me a call and, and said, hey, you know, you want to come back and, and coach for me? And I really, you know, loved you as a player and as a person. Uh, I want you to come back and run my weight room. Right. Um, so, you know, I hung up the phone and, hey, we got to go back home and, and do it and uh, take that on. Uh, so that's what kind of got me started. And right. then I started my journey into strength conditioning. I coached running backs. Uh, I learned from a lot of good guys. Uh, I, I can't remember his name for the life of me, but Carrollton High School's strength and conditioning coach. Uh, unbelievable guy. You know, they have a really, really good high school program. It's nationally ranked. Uh, learned a lot from him and then, you know, just a lot of different people. I, I read what I could and tried to learn what I could. And, uh, and yeah, so that's kind of what got me started. Uh, I was there for three years, and then there was a coaching change. Uh, and when that coaching change kind of happened, my wife and I were kind of, you know, in the middle of, hey, I don't know if we want to stay in small town. And her family was here, and, you know, wife's got to be around her family. Right. So uh, we ended up moving up here. I didn't, I didn't know what I was going to do. Didn't have any plans, anything. I just knew I was going to try to find a teaching job and coach. Um, and then I, I met Brad Bowles through a mutual friend who was right. the, the head coach here at Providence. And he said, come on, we'll bring you on. I don't know if we can find you a job in the building, but you can help us over the summer and we'll see what we can do. And sure enough, about a month before school started, they're like, hey, we got a, we got a PE opening and, and we'd like you to you know come on. So I applied and, and that was it. I coached linebackers and was the, the strength conditioning coach up until my time as a head coach. So 
I've been honored and blessed to have, you know, a kid play for you. Yep. Uh, and in terms of my youngest, and uh, my oldest played under uh, Coach Bowles. Yep. Um, and uh, so the one thing that I really love about you and, and, and what you've brought to Providence High School is um, really the culture. Yep. Um, very family-based, uh, very, um, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, but just you, 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 to me you've changed the culture. Was that important in terms of in, in being a head coach? Was that important to you to, to set that tone and to build a culture early on? Yes. Um, the, the, the culture, right, precedes all of the, the victories and, and what the program can do. Right. Uh, when you set the precedence of the culture and kids believe in that, uh, they will play better. They will play harder. They'll work harder. Um, and so that was the first thing, was to set the culture of we, we, we believe in each other. We truly care about each other. Uh, nowadays, there's, there's so many situations where you just got kids leaving schools and coming to schools, and they don't know the coach from Adam. They're just yelling at them, trying right. to coach them, and they don't know their, they don't know their teammate. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's so important in this day and age to teach like that camaraderie and, and, and to believe in that, you know, that P. I always tell our kids, you got to represent that P on your chest. Right. Uh, that's important. And when kids care about that more and care about each other more uh, and truly love each other, um, you're going to have a better program. So one of the things that I've noticed over the last year uh, being the sports director of Bayhack of Sports and, and going to all the high schools and talking with coaches and stuff and seeing some of the coaches now in CMS and the surrounding areas, um, it's been really all about culture uh, in terms of changing some things. I think about Coach McFadden out at Independence, yep. uh, Coach, I believe, Fernandez yep. at Rocky River. That's you know, right. New young coaches. Yep. Um, I'll still consider you young, but this is year number – Year five. Five, that's what yeah, I thought. Year yeah. five for you. But there's this sense of even across the board, not only here at Providence, but with these younger coaches, I don't know if, if the shift is, you know, obviously you want to do the, the work and, and be a good football team, mm -hmm. but it just seems like even with the younger coaches, it's all about building a culture. Yeah. Is that just, you think, even with the younger coaches that are out there, that's what they're looking at first? Uh, I do. I do. I think you, you know, with – Especially at schools where you have a coach that's there for a long time, things are done a certain way, and it's it's kind of repetitive, and people understand how this is going to work and that's going to work. Right. And so when you come in as a newer, younger coach, uh, you you really got to work on okay, this is how we communicate to each other as a team. Right. This is how we communicate to each other uh, from a from a coaches and a player standpoint, and even a, a coaches and a coaches standpoint. Right. Um, and so once you set that and the kids are comfortable with that, now you can really work on, okay, let's get better as a football program and as a team. Right. So. Um, talk to me a little bit about your conference that you're in. It's a tough conference. Yeah, tough. I mean, I think the interesting part is you have some schools that, you know, haven't been really successful, but then you have, you know, like Coach Hales at Butler, yep. you know, and the history of independence yep. and stuff. How tough is this conference? Uh, it's, it's a battle. Um, you know, that the four or five teams at the top are, are always winning. They always have winning seasons. Uh, and, you know, for me, when I, when I moved to Charlotte, uh, what, eight years ago, seven years ago, you know, you, that's, those are two teams that you heard – well, three teams that you heard about. Right. You always heard about the Independences. You know, they had their runs and what kind of school they are. You heard about the Butlers and how, how good they were and the athletes that they had in the past and the state championships. And then you heard about the Catholics. You know, Catholics, I, I think when I moved here, they were in 3A, I right, believe. Right, yep. Uh, but they were a freaking machine and, right. and had been for 20-something years, I right. think, uh, when I moved up here. You know? Is that and Coach then, Brodowitz? 
I believe so, okay. yes. And then as as I, uh, you know, as you get into this conference, you're like, oh man, this school's with some history. Uh, but on the on the other side, you know, if, if you want to have a great program uh, that is well known for not just culture, but for uh, the type of football they play, those are the teams you want to play. Right. You know, on Friday nights, you want to have a packed house with, with the Providences and the Independences and the, the Charlotte Catholics and the Providences. I mean, those games are always going to bring a bunch of people. They're always going to have a bunch of hype. There's media people that want to be at those games for a reason. Right. So it makes it that much more exciting as far as conference play goes. So as I've watched Providence over 12 years now, I guess, yep. or so, um, you know, we see kids that go to Division One A or Division One and Division Two and stuff like that, and you hear the Huff and the Mallard Creeks and stuff like that. Providence, though, over the last few years have had their fair share of kids oh, yeah. that have made an impact yep. and are playing. And, yep. you know, for me, and I'll go back because I was his first Pop Warner coach, yeah, I yeah. go back to Jordan Fair. Yep, that's um, right. But you see the Jordan Fairs, Connor Drake, yep. John Ballas, yep. the kids. How proud are you of a coach to see these kids go to the next level the way they do, and maybe not even Division One, but Division Two. Yep. And as you take a look at your weight room, I know, if I'm yep. correct, you have the flags. Oh, they yeah. kind of drape dra- down, and, and you walk through there. It's pretty impressive. How okay. proud are you, uh, you know, being a coach of, of these kids and, and, and the program itself and where these yeah. kids have gone? Oh, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's incredible uh, to see them go fulfill, you know, their dream of playing football at the next level, but then also get a, get a good education. Right. Most of the time for, for if not for a, a, a smaller price, for free. Right. You know? Uh, but yeah, I've said that since I've since I've been here. Even when I was assistant, you had you know Drake Julius, you had yep. uh, Blake Prohl, who's yep. playing for the Vikings right, right now. Uh, his brother, I think, is still on a practice squad. I think it is for the Bills yeah. or the yeah, Chargers. I think, so. I think it's the Bills. Yeah, but I mean, every every year that we, that I've been here, you, there is a true Division One kid in the program, right? Uh, if not multiple, right? And so yeah, it's exciting. It's fun to coach those kids, and and I always you know. I always preach to these these college coaches when I'm selling them, like, hey, Providence High School is the top academic public school in the state. Right. So I'll go ahead and tell you, not only are they good football players, but they're going to sit in the classroom and do excellent. And right. there is going to be zero worry about their character or what they do. Uh, and a lot of college coaches love that about, you know, about what we do here. So, so kids in the past, let's talk about your team now. Yep. Um, off to a one and two and one start. Yep. By Friday night, uh, this coming Friday night, and then I think you said you had Catholic coming up. Yep, Charlotte Catholic. But two to one, not a bad start out of the gate. Um, 13-10 tough loss, I think, week one there with That's AK. Right. But yep. um, how excited are you about this team and the players you have? And, and I think about the offensive side of the ball. You lost some linemen, yep. uh, you know, yep. last yep. year a lot of uh, with boys. Connor Drake and, and Mark Tomjanovich and yep. Eric, Eric Henson and, uh, wow, um, Ben Baker. Ben Baker, yep. And I know I'm forgetting that was one it. more. That okay, was it. all right. Yep. Um, you know, so you're right. But yeah, um, it's still a lot. Right. No, that's it was a great senior class. <laughs> that was a great senior class. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when we, I think about the offensive line, I think about Cash Topinka, um, and and the journey he's had. Um, and then I think about your quarterback, you know, Jackson DB. How how cool? How good can this offense be? Uh, it, it it can be very good. Um, you know, besides besides that first game where we we were in the red zone maybe four or five times and, and didn't come away with with much. Right. You know, uh, but besides that game, I mean, we've put up two 40-point games in a row. Right. Uh, but it's a lot different style than most people are used to. Providence has always been a tough, really strong uh, line of scrimmage, right. downhill, we're right. coming at you, and we're going to battle with you <laughs> right. until the end, you know. And so a lot of people are seeing a different side. Um, now, our linemen are not as big, but, you know, they're a little bit more nimble when it comes to their, their feet and being able right. to move. And, right. and really it fits into 
what we want to do. We're going to throw the ball probably 70, run run the ball 30%. Uh, and they We're can not pass giving anything block. away, by the way. That's right. They can pass ball. They can move. Right. Um, and so it kind of fits into what we want to do. Uh, we have some really good receivers, uh, not just seniors, but younger receivers. Um, and so we're, we've been distributing the ball very well to them. And obviously, Jackson DB can get it done. And so, you know, you had our playmaker last year, obviously, was Luke Bailey in the backfield. Right. We are going to get him the ball. And so now, really, that role just changed. Right. Uh, it goes to Jackson DB. Um, we let him distribute the ball. We RPO, let him make the decision. Hey, we're going to run it. We're going to throw it here, you know, whatever we need to do. And so that's kind of our game plan going into it. So far, it's, it's, it's worked out. And am I correct? DB's a sophomore? Sophomore, yep. As a coach, to see somebody, oh yeah, you, with you that forget. Boys, you forget. Yeah, no, I know with that yeah. poise because you know I remember I I watched the first game. I was here for the first game, and I'm sitting there going, "His poise in the pocket." Yeah. You know, if things went a little awry, there was no kind of panic. That's right. I mean, talk about him as a leader because you forget he's a sophomore. That's right, and that that's the big thing with him. And he's he's starting to come out of his shell verbally. Right. Uh, during games and at practice, he's not necessarily there yet. Uh, but dude, just you want to talk about a, a person that's rock steady, and there's never, there's never like a low, there's never a high. It's just, it's, it's smooth sailing, and right. so that's that's what you want in a quarterback. Right. Um, you want a kid that that there's not a lot that affects him. He's going to play the next play, and we're going to go try to get it done. The one thing that's always impressed me when I've thought about Providence football, especially since you become the head coach, is the defensive side of the ball. Yep. And what I mean by that is, it seems to me you've always, you've always had speed. Yep. In terms of getting to the ball quick, that's right. The technique is there. Yep. Um, and and how proud are you? How proud of you are of you are that? Because to me, like, there's so many coaches, and we think defense nowadays it's just less knock to living. You know, that's right. Like knock to living style yeah, 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 of somebody. Yeah. yeah. But to me, the way you've coached and stuff, I just the defense. I'm 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 always stunned with the defense how good they are. Yep. And then and you know it started off and my first year I kind of held on to what Coach Bowles did. Uh, and we, we did okay. It was a you know four two five concept, but it just wasn't. I, I didn't think it was who we who we needed to be right as right. far as the players that we had, the type of kids that we had. And so we did some research as a staff, really going into my second year. Kind of found a three four concept uh, that the um, the head coach he was he's head coach at White Knoll now. I can't remember his last name, but he was the defense coordinator uh, at Dutch Fort for Tommy Knotts for a while. Okay. Um, and he ran this 3-4 concept that was good for small defensive linemen because they're always moving, they're always slanting. I was like, man, we don't have a lot of big kids. The ones right. we do, we want to put them on offense. And, and so let's look at this. And, and we went into it, and it's a, it's a very simplistic offense in what it is, but uh, it's tough. And the, so the big thing for me is you, as long as you get your alignment correct right. and you're not misaligned uh, and you know your assignment, from there on, it's just an effort thing. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, you can coach that. It's hard to coach that sometimes, right, exactly. but you can coach that. Uh, and so that's that's what we preach. You know, you, you your alignment is correct. You you know your assignment. As soon as you make that read, it's it's 110% to whatever you need to do. So, How cool is it to have the support that you do from the fans here, the student body? It seems like they're always here, ready to turn out and, and cheer you on. They are, man. That's that's another thing. Since I've been a head coach, there's always, there's always a good supportive group of uh, not just students, uh, but teachers, you know, and then obviously parents in the community as well. They always want to help. They always want to do different things for the for the program. Right. And that's kind of that all-in, on-the-bus that we right. talk about mentality. Right. 
Uh, yeah, it's awesome running out on Friday night right before the kids come out of the tunnel and, and all the student section kids are yelling, you know, Coach Ward, Ward, what's up? Yeah, right. you know, giving them fives. Right. And it's just a great environment. And that's that's what you want to be a part of. I don't think we talked about it, but you mentioned it or whatever, and we mentioned it somewhat. The on the bus. Yep. Talk to me a little bit about that, because I know about it, but other people out there may not know. What was the mentality behind? On yeah, the bus? there was a, there was a book, uh, The Energy Bus by John Corden that I read. Uh, talked about kind of how you should go about, uh, you know, running your business or in your life, and and what kind of people you let on your bus, and what kind of energy they have, and uh, I thought it fit perfectly with with a team environment, team right. aspect. Right. Uh, and so, you know, just getting everybody in the correct seats on the bus where they need to be. Right. Uh, and then everybody having kind of that same goal wherever the bus is headed. Uh, kind of that all-in mentality, right? right. We, don't, we don't have energy vampires. <laughs> we, none of that. Everything is, we're going to do it this way, this way, and this way. And you got to be, you gotta be with in. it and locked in, yes. Got it, cool. So. All right, so I'm going to put you on the spot for a couple questions. Uh-oh. Well, no, it's, it's, it's okay. as I've talked to coaches and players. Yep. So the transfer portal. Yep. I'm not a big fan of it. Yep. But and let me just – and people who watch the podcast know I'm not. Yeah. But what I'm not a fan of transfer portal is the kid who goes, I'm not getting enough playing time. I'm going to go here. Yep. I, or I'm going to go here. That's right. Um, now, when Coach Deion Sanders walks in and says, I brought all my dogs and you guys got to earn a spot – or there's a coaching change or something, yeah. I get it to a point. Yeah. But for me, and especially with the COVID years and the extra eligibility and stuff like that, to me it's just taking away the opportunity for some kids who would get the chance. Yeah. So do you like it, not like it, or you, just, you can see it both ways? Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan. I think, you know, I think with the coaching change, you, right. you lose the guy that recruited you right. and wanted you to play for them, that's one thing. Right. But uh, teaching kids that they don't have to work hard to get onto the field, is, is absolutely horrible. And, and there was uh, Josh Brooks played for me uh, last year. Uh, Chima Onukogu played for me last yep. year. They're both walking on right now um, in college. Just their offers didn't work out. You know, some things happened. But great football players. And one thing that I told uh, a lot of the recruiters that were recruiting them and, and we were talking about them was um, they didn't play a lot until their senior year. Right, you know what I mean, yeah. and they come they come out their their junior year with two or three offers. Uh, they had to earn that spot as a senior. Right, and you know what they didn't do as a junior when they knew they weren't gonna play as much. They didn't leave. They, they didn't. Came they didn't. They didn't say, "Hey, I'm I'm unenrolling and go play at a private school," which they could have. Right, you know they didn't do that. They said, oh, "We we believe in this team. We're gonna do our job as juniors, and then when it's our time as seniors, we're, that's when we're gonna play, and that's right. when we're gonna have our time." And and when, the more kids you have believe in that. I think the better your your program is. As a coach, that's somebody I'd want. No doubt. Like as, if I'm a because you know they truly that, right, care. Right. Yeah. And, and 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 correct. As a recruiter, you know that those kids aren't just going to dip on you because because, right. because they they, they don't way. think they're treated right or right. they don't think yeah uh, yeah things aren't going their way. So, so other thing that kind of came about for a, like it was like for thirty seconds and they pulled it away was the NIL. Because yeah. North Carolina was going to go, hey, we can do it, and they said no yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Your thoughts on the NIL? For me, you know, college I get. Yep. I get high school. I just I don't. That's right. I, I don't think there's any need for it. In high right. School. Uh, I I don't. I mean, you're only going to have an extremely small percent that does anything. And then that the other part is, if you do that, every place that has good players that maybe aren't a great program, right? But they're a good program, right? Well, those great players are going to leave and go to those great programs where they know they can get attention, right? And get that money. So then you just have a bigger separation of right. we're really good. And we're not good because all of our players left to go seek that out. And as much as I love college football, 
you know, the one thing when I when people go, why do I love high school football so much, yeah. or high school sports? Yeah, it's the purity. That's right. It, we haven't gotten into the. There is some, a little bit yeah, of junk yeah. out there here and yeah, there, and you know right. what I'm talking about. Yeah. And people who know the podcast know what we're talking about. Um, so for me, over the last year plus, being the sports director at Bay Hackle Sports and getting to do some really cool stories, the one that still resonates with me more than anything is Jose yep. Gonzalez. Yep. Um, cerebral palsy, wheelchair. Yeah, oh yeah. Had the surgery. Um, that was that was you, you a special. See that, moment, yeah, man. you see that, and and can, can you take me back to just what a great young now great young man he is oh yeah awesome uh, I mean he's he, he does everything he's supposed to do there's no uh, you know hey I'm not feeling right today I can't do this he's he's at practice every day he's at the lifts every day he's on time every day uh, but yeah that was that was a special moment last year when he got on the field and uh, you know, just the look in his eyes and the tears, and then and then our kids, the way right. our kids felt about it, it right. was it was it was awesome, man. It gives you those chills yeah. and kind of you know it sets you back and say, hey, this is this is what it's about, right? You know, this is this is what high school is all about. At the end of so. the day, and I, I know what he meant to the kids. I remember when he talked, and I was there the day he talked before he joined the team, and he was in the wheelchair. And I think all yep. the kids came over, and I listened to part of that talk. Yeah. Um, as I fought back the tears a little bit, yeah. I was like, okay, this is pretty special. Um, let me ask you this final question. In terms of, we know what the kids have to put in to be good on the field and off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you kind of mesh everything together in terms of coaching, teaching, family life? I know you have, you know. Yeah, and, and, and then that, that can be hard sometimes. I mean, for me, running the weight room, uh, you know, I've done that for so long. Right. Uh, you can, yeah, you got, you got your rhythm down. The kids know what's expected when they come in. You're on the whistle, boom, 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 boom. They can get that done. Uh, coaching, obviously, it's always something different. Right. There's always is always this going on and this going on, or you know, you're coaching a different group here and a different group here, uh, and then the family life that 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 can be tough sometimes because you you know so many and every head coach will tell you this so many things go through your mind uh, during the afternoon and the night about okay how can I fix this or how can we do this or how can we beat them this way. Right. It's tough some, to shut down. That's <laughs> right, and sometimes it's hard to shut that off. Right. And then now. Uh, and, and people are doing better with this, giving social media to other parts of their coaching staff. Right. But when the head coach tries to do that, now you're at home <laughs> trying to send out all this stuff right. and put your, you know, put this out for your kid trying to get recruited and this and this. And I can take a toll. And my first year, year and a half, it was, I was probably, it wasn't good. You know, I was stressed <laughs> at the house was, and yeah, I'm no, trying to I think get, of no, different ways. No, my wife's it. like, hey, I'm here, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so you got to learn to control that. Right. And once you do, I mean, it, it can work out. And you just got to believe in that you're doing it right and you're working as hard as you can. And then when it's time to go home, you say hi to your kids, hug them, and, and hang out with them. So, Coach Ward. Yep. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for your time. Yeah, glad Thank you, you very much. Best of luck this season. Thank you. All right. Hey, guys, thanks for joining us on the 704 High School Highlight Podcast. Make sure you check us out wherever you watch or listen to podcasts. Uh, make sure you subscribe, like, comment. We'd love to keep in touch with you. And until then, have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. Here at the Downer Law Firm, we have over 40 years of experience handling personal injury claims such as car accidents, truck accidents, workers' compensation, even wrongful death. So if you're injured, give us a call. We've got you covered.